I'm Risa Williams, and this is the Motivation Mindset, where I talk to successful and productive people about how they manage their time. I am a licensed therapist and productivity coach here in Los Angeles, and I'm also the author of three books, The Ultimate Anxiety Toolkit, The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, and my upcoming book, The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit. To help me celebrate the launch of the Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit, which is available now for pre-sales on Amazon, but you can find it in stores worldwide on March 21st of 2023, I've invited a bunch of speakers to come on the show who specialize in motivational tools for boosting your self-esteem and confidence. Today on the show, I'm happy to welcome Miguel Chavez. He's a TV actor and writer. You may recognize him as Eduardo from AP Bio, which was on NBC and Peacock. And he's here today to talk about walking yourself over from a negative self-talk belief to a positive one and establishing daily practices, which can help tune up your mindset for the day. So, Hello, Miguel. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to see you. Hi, Risa. Happy to see you, too, and thank you for having me. So you're a very busy guy. You're an actor, a writer, and a director, and people know you as the character of Eduardo from NBC and Peacock's AP Bio series, which was very popular. So walk me through what it was like to be on a TV show. So you get a call sheet, and for those that don't know, a call sheet is pretty much the schedule of the shooting day. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a very unique schedule because it gives you sunrise, sundown. It gives you the scenes you're doing. So it's a schedule that caters to being on set, right? Yeah. So I get my schedule and I see that it says uh, call time to be on set is what, 6.45, for example. Great, 6.45 a.m. Yeah. I look down at my name on the list of the cast and it says HMU um, 5.50. So that means hair and makeup. So I have to be... Wow. Studio by like 5.50. And is that kind of a typical like early morning yeah. start? Yeah. 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 For season two, for sure. I think we were starting really early a lot. But yeah. I go to hair and makeup. I drop off my stuff at my honey wagon. A honey wagon is is like half a trailer, like those trailers you see on set. Yeah. I stuff off there, go to hair and makeup, and then um, go back to my trailer, maybe chill for a bit, um, and then put on my, my wardrobe. So um and then after that you know if i have time i'll do a little bit of yoga or i'll meditate beforehand just to get myself ready for the day mm-hmm. and after that i uh i had to set um, and then and typically I, how long are you filming when it's a tv show a popular tv show so it would take us about a week to shoot an episode and you're probably shooting anywhere from like 10 to 12 hours a day wow okay so you're on your feet like you have to be ready to reshoot things you can't just drift off sometimes, right? I mean, probably some episodes you know you're going to be used a lot, and other episodes, oh yeah, 100%. you're waiting around oh, to yeah. be called. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is for sure. And uh, you know, with with being on set, you go to the yeah. When you're on the set, you go to the set, and then we do a read through with your sides. Sides are just little sheets of paper with the dialogue for the day. Mm-hmm. And then after you read your sides, we do a little movement rehearsal. And while we're moving around, one of the camera operators or assistants just tapes down everywhere you go, marks you. We film the scene, and then it's rinse and repeat for like 
10 to 12 hours. For those of you who don't know, when you're on a set like this, it's not just right. you and the director. There are like hundreds of other people involved standing oh, around yeah. watching you. So I imagine as you go throughout the day and you're getting tired, your stress is going up and down constantly. Right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because you are sometimes responsible for a very big scene. Yeah. And there was this one scene where the humor is in that my character's in a messed up situation, like, and it's like supposed to be dark, but it's also really funny and I'm supposed to be cheerful. So it's a lot of pressure. And I'm yeah, getting the like, tone right of yeah, that. And I have to do this at like at nine or 10 in the morning, you know? So I don't know yeah. what time works best for my emotion preparation. No, I have to do it when the schedule says I have to do it, nor do I have the star power anyway. So there's neither here nor there. I got to do it and I got to do it. And that's so it. So you have to tap into this weird emotional place, you know, with yeah. all these people watching, making sure you're standing on the right mark, saying it at the oh, right yeah. time. That's a lot of pressure. And then the camera was like right on my face. Like it was an extreme close up. <laughs> like the lens was staring at me. Like yeah. It was right there blatantly in my face. And I have to deliver that. It's a, it's really weird. It's, it's, it's a weird yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. And that's hard to communicate to people who have never done it. I'm sure like the state of mind you have to be in. Oh yeah. It's a lot of focus. So how do you get yourself prepped to be in this place that you need to hit these marks and you need to be in this high stress situation? Do you, you said you use meditation, but do you have any other mental tricks you use to get your mind in gear? I think, I think the, the biggest thing that I do is, uh, well, I, I read that I prepared the day beforehand, you know, I, uh, I look over my lines and memorize my lines. And if I feel like I have, I'm called to do it, I'll, uh, I'll get an audition coach or an acting coach and we'll go over the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that scene I told you about with the extreme close up on my face, I had a coach that we worked on it beforehand. Mm-hmm. And that way I feel ready, um, day of. So it's about doing the rehearsal. And getting yeah. yourself there and then picturing yourself doing it and doing it. So yeah. how did you manage your calm getting through these 12-hour days on your feet, early starts, lots of pressure? How did you manage your emotions? I meditated. Sure, I meditated a lot. Um, I would, in my trailer, I would maybe, maybe meditate for like 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would do yoga and also read. And that's how I would manage the schedule. When we talked previously, you told me that one of the ways you stay on track with things is having healthy practices or rituals that you do. Can you walk me through some of those? Absolutely. So the rituals I do is I write, I normally write what I have to do the day beforehand. Mm-hmm. And my morning ritual consists of doing at least three out of the five things on my, of my morning ritual. Mm-hmm. And that is making my bed, writing my nice things about myself list and uh, cleaning. So this is a way to get your brain positive. Start off the day on a positive note. Absolutely. So, and, you know, just go a little bit into detail. If I meditate in my morning ritual, it's either going to be just a meditation where I just calm my nervous system and just be in a different relationship with my thoughts. Writing my 10 nice things is I literally write 10 nice things about myself every day in the morning. Mm -hmm. And this is to give yourself a little confidence boost, like to connect with things you've done. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And it's been amazing doing that. And then I tell myself, today's going to be a great day. 
it's such an easy thing we can do, but having a morning ritual can really set up the flow of your day. What you don't want to do is wake up and then have a rush of negative thoughts that you're fighting because typically people have trouble countering that. And part of that is due to a cortisol awakening response that we get where we get a rush of cortisol that kind of stresses our brains out. And that's why we're kind of prone to more negative thoughts in the morning. So Um, I like what you're saying, because you're actively countering that cortisol awakening response a little bit with your ritual. I did not know that. But thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's such an important part of my life. I I cannot pick myself not doing it. And I have just maybe months now of just my 10 nice things. Like that's wonderful. Yeah. and, and, And to piggyback on that, at, in the, at night before I go to bed, I do that. I do the same thing. I'll write 10 great things that happen. My little sandwich of positivity. I love that. Your positivity yeah. sandwich. So you start the day positive and you try to end the day positive. Like no matter what happens throughout our day, if we can just cap it off oh, yeah. and reframe it in a way to ourselves, we're setting ourselves up for an easier transition into sleep. Okay. So I like that you have a morning ritual and a nighttime ritual. What else, what other types of practices and rituals do you do throughout the day to navigate stress? I exercise, mm-hmm. normally exercise and normally it's lifting weights. However, recently I'm getting back into yoga. Mm-hmm. So that's been what I've, that, that's been my activity is, is also um, just having my schedule. Like I think just knowing what I got to do, you know, so just seeing that list every day, is what really helps me just have some sense of stability. Mm -hmm. So on this list, you're prioritizing tasks that need to get done that day when you write it out in the morning? Absolutely. Um, But also, I I did use that three-month goal scheduling thing that we Mm -hmm. spoke about. I believe it's in your book. Yeah, it's in the new book coming out. But basically, the idea was you write out different columns for different sections of your life. So you're somebody who's a creative professional, like you're juggling being an actor, a director, a writer, plus other projects, right? My suggestion would be to write it out in different vertical columns. And then within those columns, you're breaking those goals down, like monthly goals, weekly goals. What do I need to do today? And in that way, on one piece of paper, we have like a map that we can visually see of all the things we're keeping track of instead of just keeping it all in our heads. And that's exactly what I did. Great. Working amazing. I really love that. It's been really great. I've knocked out nine out of 10 of my goals. So nice. far. And also you reminded me, um, another thing I do just daily to keep my calm is I write down a belief I'm changing. So there's a belief I'm changing. Mm-hmm. I have like all my beliefs on a whiteboard or on like some sort of board. Yeah. I have like the belief I want, the belief I have, and the beliefs that bridge the gap from the from the negative belief to the positive belief, if that makes sense. So yeah. So like a mid-belief in the a middle. Mid-belief, exactly. So like I have that and I was doing that for a bit. And uh, I just have on my, I just have a piece of paper that has that mid belief, like in my pocket. And I just yeah. try to find ways of seeing proof that that belief is reinforced rather than having my old belief uh, run the show. I like how you're saying that because yeah. sometimes what we do is we have a negative belief. For instance, I'm terrible at staying organized and you right. can't get to the positive thought, which is I'm amazing at organizing. It just doesn't work because our brain is so used to thinking the negative belief. And what you're saying is it's good to find a mid-belief that's more a neutral thought that you can walk yourself over to the positive thought. 
right? Absolutely. For those of you listening, let's walk through this exercise so you can practice along and and kind of feel how you might custom tailor it for you. So Miguel, if you could give me a sample negative belief and then a mid-belief and then walk us over to the positive belief. Maybe a negative belief would be I am too disorganized to accomplish anything. That could be the negative belief. Okay. So we start with, I'm unorganized, I'm chaotic, I'm a mess, something like this. And people think these thoughts all the time. Exactly. And what do we want the positive belief to be? What do you think, Risa? Maybe it could be, I am organized. I'm handling things well. I'm I'm so organized, right? We can't make the jump right away because we believe too intensely that we are too much of a mess. So saying to that person, no, you're not, you're not a mess. Their brain just doesn't accept what you're saying. I mean, I'm in your shoes and I, I, I literally step by step to that better belief, right? So let's say yeah. the next the next step would be, and this is where I write that next step on a piece of note, on a note card and I put it in my pocket is I'm capable of organizing one thing. Yeah, I love it. Okay, because yeah. your brain will sign up for that. It's not going to really argue exactly. with you. It's not going to say no. Yes. It's going to say, okay, I give you some credit. Maybe there's something you're good at. So yeah, yeah a, a mid thought yeah. might be, I'm good at I'm good at organizing something. Exactly, right? exactly. And he nailed it. Like my brain, like immediately signed up for that. Even though that's like not my negative belief per se. I felt that in me. Think, oh, you know what? I messed with that belief that I am organized at least at one thing. Yeah. Then, so I have I would have that belief on a whiteboard, and then I have. And then I could see it every day. Okay, that's the belief I'm reaching towards. Here's the belief on my note card that's going to help me get to that step of being just organized in general. Nice. Now, let's proof everywhere of that belief coming to fruition. And 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 to go to town when you're finding that belief, like whatever it is, go to town. Don't worry about it having to come from a specific place. If your mom tells you, remember how you did that project in fifth grade and you were so organized? That's proof. <laughs> yeah, uh, you just seeing, think, yes, I see it now. Yeah. So I love that you carry it around on a note card. How did you start that practice? Did it just, it, it helps you remember when it's on the note card that you're carrying around that to go back Absolutely. to that thought? I want to see it on paper. I want to just see it out there because I know changing my beliefs is such a priority for me. Yeah. So what is the most valuable piece of advice that you have mm. for staying motivated or keeping your calm when you're in these chaotic, stressful situations. I know you're in a chaotic, stressful industry. So oh you must God. have some really good coping <laughs> skills yeah. that you've developed. <laughs> so my number one piece of advice is you're not above the practice. So we right. just spoke about all these practices I do because mm-hmm. I'm not above it. I wish I was. I'm not. I need to succeed, to have a great life, to have a life with a sense of purpose. So you're not above the practice. Do the practice. It's a practice. The 10 nice things is a practice. The belief change step up is a practice. The um, writing my how the day went well, 10 ways it went well at night before I go to bed is a practice. You are not above the practice and the practice will save you. Nice. I like that because sometimes we develop a practice And then it's working for us. And our brain somehow goes off track and thinks, I don't need this practice anymore. Yeah, no, I need the habit. I'm old enough to know I need the habit. Okay, so give me one more 
nugget of wisdom to take away for of course for just maintaining a positive attitude i would say have someone to talk about your your situation with mm-hmm. i have a friend i call every week and i tell them all my problems or at least some of them and it's great because i just don't know what i don't know and you don't know what you don't know and you're in your own video game and sometimes it's a very yeah. stressful video game. Oh, yeah. We need some perspective on the game we're playing. Yeah. Totally. So talk to anyone. You'll be surprised by the value you'll get tenfold. And the most important thing is you're connecting with another human being. So I like this video game analogy. And I also like that when I asked you before, you mentioned something about valuing reality over fantasy. And oh, that really okay. stuck with me. So tell me more about that. Yeah, so it kind of goes back to my notion of how much are you producing over consuming? So no, you have to be in reality to make things happen. There is a bridge between what you want and where you're at. And you have to walk that bridge. You have to walk it. You have to walk that bridge. You have to show up and do the steps, but you can take them one step at a time. Absolutely. And we can spend too much time in our head fantasizing about things we want without taking the first step forward. So I think what you're saying is it's so much better when you just get in the moment and you accept that some parts will be hard and then you make a practice for yourself of moving yourself forward a little bit at a time. Yeah, just move the needle. Move the needle a bit. I even have that in my room. I just, how did I move the needle today? Just move the needle. So ask yourself that every day and get a little more intentional about making the fantasies reality. Exactly. Just be honest with yourself. And that's, that's how I got the show was mm-hmm. I valued reality over fantasy. Like everyone I was surrounded with was not a working actor in the beginning, beginning, beginnings of my career. Like just having those, asking those questions and then taking steps and making like, I need to bridge this gap. Yeah. Gap was my number one priority. So moving the needle, bridging the gap, Getting curious, asking yourself, what's the next step forward? How do I get over there now that I know where I want to go? How do I break it down and move forward in in steps? Yeah, just do it. I was like, I invested in myself also. You know, I bet it on myself. So to end this, what is the note paper you have today? Okay, sorry. The paper is supposed to be in my pocket right now, but I left it on my desk upstairs and it says, I trust my vibe. So the belief is I trust my vibe. Great. Yeah. So I hope everyone out there is inspired by Miguel. Check out his show. Trust your own vibe, like he says, and move the needle a notch today. Just a little bit makes a big difference over time. So Miguel, where can people find you if they want to learn more? If you would like to find me, my Instagram is Miguel Chavez himself. And my Twitter is Miguel Chavez. All right. Can't wait to see what you're in next and what projects are ahead for you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Risa. You're wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) You too. Bye. Some takeaways from my talk with Miguel today. Figure out what beliefs are holding you back and then figure out how to walk yourself over to new ones by writing them down in steps. Establish a morning routine to set yourself up for a more positive day and figure out what daily practices will improve your mindset and then stick with them until they become a daily habit. To learn more about goal tools discussed on this episode, please read my books, The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit and The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit, which are available in stores worldwide, or you can visit risawilliams.com. 
If you click on podcast, you can also learn more about upcoming interviews, time lab episodes, and brain boost segments. I'm Risa Williams, and we're out of time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>